hello, hello everyone, and welcome. This is uh, the end of many eras. I don't know. Uh, well, this is the time when we end off a particular quote-unquote era of Arthur. And we do so by looking back at the season that was. It's time for the Elwood City Limits Season 7 Recap. My name's Will Young, and I am one half of the hosts of Elwood City Limits. If you've never listened to one of these recap episodes before, Lucas and I, Lucas Mancini, my uh, co-host, we individually take a look back at the season in general review, and then we also give our top five episodes. We do our top five. We don't do a bottom five episodes because, A, there's not that many episodes, so they can't all be good or all be bad. Some of them kind of fall in the middle, so we decided to focus more on the positive. And, yeah, that's what we really want to bring here. Uh, every once in a while when we have an episode where it's, you know, we don't really um, make it, we, we're not uh, effusively positive. Some people are like, oh, you know, you don't have to be negative. And it's not about being negative. We're just, I don't feel like it's worth doing a review podcast of anything if you're not being honest. And I mean, we can only, and we also do admit that we can only be so hard on a children's show. So we try not to take it too seriously along the way. Uh, so we're going to be hearing from Lucas in a little bit. He's going to give us his thoughts on season seven as well. I think I will uh, start off, though, with just kind of a general um, review of what we uh, what we talked about this season. And uh, at the end, make sure you stay to the end because I'm going to let you know what's going to be coming up for Elwood City Limits in the coming weeks. There's some fun stuff as we are getting ready to celebrate three years on the air. Now, that's hard to believe. Um, so, season seven. It feels like uh, it's it, it, it both feels like we should be farther along in Arthur. You know, whoops, missed some weeks in there. But also, uh, it <laughs> that also feels like we've come quite a ways. Uh, season seven. I don't want to be a broken record at this point, but I <laughs> really, really appreciate that we're that we're comfortable enough in the show. We're like comfortable enough in our own clothes now that we can kind of get let's get like do a McBain let's get silly with uh with some of these episode concepts. I mean even for the episodes that we didn't like or that we just thought were okay. You can at least you can't accuse them of not being creative. That's what I always like about Arthur is that it can take a stock um episode description, let's say, and it can make it interesting because it's in the world of Arthur. I think that right now, Lucas and I, and if you've been listening along with us, you as well, are invested enough in the show that you could pretty much go on any journey they want you to, and um, just based on the characters and the setting, you'll be entertained one way or the other. I also really appreciate that we're opening up the Arthur roster a little bit. I've been waiting for episodes focusing on George, for example, um, and... I'm really glad to be getting those now. The um, and the I, I I hope the roster will continue to open. We got an episode with Jenna. Uh, I'm hoping personally for more episodes with Fern, because uh, I love Fern. 
And I, I hope we also continue to be surprised with uh, where the episodes go as well. It's not just the main, necessarily the main core group anymore, but I'm also pleased that I'm not really getting tired of those either. And you'll see that reflected in, um, in my top five coming up a bit later in the episode. Um, I also, I must, admit, I must admit, very pleased at how they are taking characters that Lucas and I have admittedly not liked for a lot of their time, and if they can't make us like them, then at least they are doing something to make us like an episode of theirs that's focused on them. Uh, I'm thinking specifically of Prunella and Muffy, two very hard sells for us in the beginning because I think that they were just kind of meant to be plugged in to play a role. Now I feel like at least if we don't like Muffy, we understand her character and can know when she's kind of acting appropriately and acting inappropriately. That doesn't mean that we are always happy to see her, but it can lead to surprises. Prunella, I think, has pretty much all been saved by, especially by Marina. Talk about characters who came out of nowhere practically and have done her a great service. I have really enjoyed their chemistry together. I love Henry Screever, uh, too, as a device. So, yeah, it, they, they still got tricks up their sleeve, and it's still a lot of fun uh, to watch. The voice cast additions have been generally quite good. Um, I'm still a little bit shaky on DW's voice at this point, but I, it's, you know what, it's, it's totally fine. Uh, I, I, I don't hate it or anything it's just i i I guess i prefer the classic dw voice at this point but i think arthur's new voice has acquitted himself uh very well uh any other general season thoughts no like i say uh i'm just happy we're getting creative we're getting more off the wall we're getting some really uh odd references in there and um yeah it's 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 been it's been a great time uh, as always, I've really, I really continue to enjoy, genuinely enjoy, uh, watching this uh, children's show. We're also uh, experimenting with form a bit more with two-part episodes, which I find are a lot of fun to talk about. And so far, they've justified their length, and uh, I'm looking forward. Hopefully, they continue to do this in the future. Okay, so that's my general kind of season thoughts. I'm going to save my top five for after the jump here. We're going to turn it over to Lucas Mancini, and he's going to give us his full rundown. Uh, after we come back from Lucas, I've got a couple of uh, emails I want to shout out since we're going to be uh, uh, a little bit off the grid in terms of emails for a little bit. And at the very end of the episode, I'm going to let you in on the special uh, schedule that has to do with our three-year anniversary I think you're really going to like this one. So Lucas is coming up, and then stick around for uh, my picks. See you soon. Yo, what's up? It's Lucas from Elwood City Limits. It has come to that time again when it's the end of a season. And me and Will give our thoughts. And what a season it was. Season 7, probably my favorite um, post-season 3 season of Arthur. Like, for sure. I remember... Me and Will kind of lamenting how uh, iffy the quality on season six was. In season seven, there whether the episodes were good or bad, there was always really something to talk about. Uh, one of the most interesting seasons I think we've had thus far. Um, it was a little bit tougher remembering some of the episodes from this one because we've been so on again, off again recording this summer. What with vacations and, and life stuff getting in the way. Uh, but I 
did some research and went back and kind of looked at some of the older episodes, and I think I've got a pretty solid list. Uh, before we get into it, of course, uh, if you want to support the podcast, the best way is to uh, rate us on iTunes. I feel like we haven't reminded you guys to do that in a while, but it is a major help. But even more importantly is to go to bestofhalifax.com and to vote for Elwood City Limits for Best Podcast. That's in the news and media section. Um, we get to go to a big fancy party. It's really fun. All right, without further ado, this is my top five uh, episodes of this season. With number five, it is a throwback to the early Arthur days of yore, uh, a throwback to the episodes that kind of got me and Will started on this journey of recording this podcast. And that is Return of the Snowball. Finally, we get to somewhat close the book on the saga of DW's Missing Snowball. I liked this episode uh, a lot more than Will did. He was kind of sick of all the snowball talk. But for me, um, I have been loving uh, the continuity in Arthur upon rewatching it because when I originally watched it uh, as a kid, it was in syndication. So we weren't watching it in order. So we didn't really get to see the... Um, the, the continuity at play and, and watch as sort of, even though the Arthur characters all stay the same age and, and, you know, time never really moves forward, you still get to see certain things prop up and be like, oh, I can't believe they remembered this from this much earlier season. So um, the Snowball, one of the most infamous uh, Arthur episodes ever, the original Snowball episode, and of course it's got that great twist where it was aliens who stole the Snowball. Um, and, and though they do kind of go back to the well with this one in terms of the, the alien usage, and that was kind of Will's issue with it, and that is kind of the weakest part of the episode, I just loved the, um, you know, the going back and, and trying to figure out what was up with the snowball, and I think there's some real good, genuine moments in this episode uh, in terms of Arthur trying to make DW happy, even though he's annoyed by her. Um, DW sort of tricking brain is like really really funny um, I just I don't know something about this episode where I was looking at the episodes from season 7 it stood out uh, not as much to be higher than the, some of these other episodes uh, but enough to get its mention here Number four, The World of Tomorrow no not Sky Captain uh, this one's about Binky sort of struggling with having to repeat the third grade but also just lots of hijinks in the museum and lots of cutaways to the future stuff like that um it wouldn't be a top five list for the season if there wasn't a binky episode and this is the binky episode from the season so i remember having a fun time watching it and hence its spot on number four number three is a character that doesn't usually get an episode in the top five and that's don't ask muffy which stars muffy um, and one of the tough customers. She doesn't show up so often that I have to actually look up her name. Um, oh my gosh, I can't believe, I can't remember. Let me see this. Tough customers, Arthur. I know you're, you're all yelling at your, 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 uh, screens right now. I know you're all freaking out about how I can't remember this, and I'm supposed to be the Arthur expert. Okay, we got Rattles. Molly. Oh, my God. How could I forget Mal Molly? Um, we get a pairing of Molly and, and Francine. Uh, not Francine. Oh, my goodness. I'm really scattered right now. We get a pair of Molly and Muffy, um, two M names, 
uh, in this episode. And it's a great dynamic because Molly's older and wiser, but she's also a little bit more rough around the edges. So she imparts advice in on Muffy. And Muffy is, of course, rich from a different side of the tracks than Molly, uh, but she's a lot more younger. And so this whole bit about Muffy having an advice column, I don't know, it's a very unique episode. And it's one of the more, I feel like season seven has made Muffy a lot more endearing than she has used to have been in the past. And it shows that uh, hopefully her character only gets better. I'm not sure if she'll ever reach, you know, banky status or anything, but it's uh, Muffy had X-Pac heat for like the first six seasons of this show and they really weren't doing anything with her. So it's nice to see Muffy get a little bit more um, time in the spotlight and used a little bit more effectively. And Molly is just such a great character. I wish there was more episodes with uh, the older characters. Number two is Elwood City Turns 100. Uh, This was a one of two uh, big two-parter specials this season, the other one being April 9th. And though April 9th just was outside of my list, Elwood City Turns 100 has to be up here. Um, It's got everything we want from an Arthur episode. It just feels more important being the 100th episode. Uh, There's an air of gravitas to it that's not present in every Arthur episode, especially with its length. Um, And it's an ensemble episode done right. Everybody's got a moment. Um, the, the funny parts are funny. The sincere parts are sincere and heartwarming. The songs are good. Uh, Elwood 30 Turns 100, um, is a landmark Arthur episode. And it was a landmark episode of this podcast too, because it also marked the 100th episode of Elwood City Limits. So I could think of a few episodes better to watch outside the context of this season than Elwood City Limits Turns 100. It's, uh, it had to be on this list. And I think it's, it's executed so effectively that it deserves its number two spot. But what was better than it? Well, this one might come out of left field, but it was waiting to go. Another uh, Binky episode, but also Binky and the Brain. Um, this episode, me and Will talked about this before. This is a trope that's happened in a bunch of different things, whether it's you know the movie Enemy Mine or the one with the American soldier and the Japanese soldier, where they're stranded on the island and they have to work together. You know, two foes sort of at odds, at odds, put in extreme situation, and they have to learn to work together. Uh, to overcome their circumstances. In this case, Binky and Brain are left at soccer practice, and it seems it's actually only like 10 minutes that they're waiting for their parents, but they start to lose their grip on reality. And, um, well, I, I, I almost don't want to spoil it, but it's an episode that I think is hilarious in its conceit. I think that it's executed really well, and I think it goes some wild places, and it's just really funny, and Brain, I think, is a character where he's best utilized when he sort of has someone to play off of, right? Like, the Brain and Fern episodes are really cool, Um, I think Brain and Muffy is a fun combo, Brain and Francine is a fun combo, even Brain and Buster, Um, so Brain is used really effectively here, playing off of Binky, and of course, it's Binky. Uh, what else do you need? I mean, Binky's fantastic. Uh, so yeah, that is my top five list for the season. Uh, I'm excited to hear what you guys liked the most in the emails at woodcitylimits at gmail.com. Uh, and I'm excited to hear what Will liked the most. A great season. Um, I mean, and a, a great season of Elwood City Limits as well, including all the guests we've had uh, talking about, you know, uh, Rapper's wedding that was a pretty uh, landmark thing for our show and for Arthur in general, Mr. Rapper and the special someone. Um, yeah, talking to Rich Morris, who um, worked on Arthur. 
just a, a great another season of Elwood City Limits. And again, thank you for getting us nominated for the Best of Halifax Awards. I, I truly wasn't sure if we were going to be nominated again this year. So um, that means a lot. Uh, and it means a lot that everybody listens. I don't know. I'm just kind of rambling at this point. Um, I'm, I've been thinking about what my favorite album of the year is That's fo- thus far, if you want to hear about that. It's probably either like Pup, uh, Morbid Stuff, or like I really like that new Chemical Brothers album. Uh, that new Denzel Curry album is pretty good. Uh, yeah, all that stuff's pretty uh, sweet. I, I, I really liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Midsummer. Now I'm just kind of going over topics that you can hear about in the filibusters. If you subscribe to the Patreon, whenever we miss a week, me and Will, make sure to get some content out there on the Patreon. So that's a, yet another way to support us. Uh, yeah, so that's my, uh, those are my top five for Elwood City Limits uh, Season 7. Uh, we'll see you next week or whenever the next episode comes out. I don't know when that'll be. That's uh, up to Will, I suppose. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Hi there, Elwood City Limits listener. Just a quick note here from your buddy, your pal, Will Young, that this show is supported by all of you listeners just like you by the following ways. Facebook.com slash Elwood City Limits. Twitter at ECL Podcast. Tumblr, ElwoodCityLimits.tumblr.com. And Instagram at Elwood City Limits. Drop us a line on social media. We'd love to hear from you and give us a like, a heart, whatever it is. Email elwoodcitylimits at gmail.com. You can get your email read here on the air. Just send it to us and uh, let us know what you think of the episode, of the show, of anything in particular that we might have talked about or that's on your mind. And you can find the podcast by going to elwoodcitylimits.libsyn.com and you can find it at your local podcast provider. Now, if the show is not on a service that you use all the time and you'd like to change that, make sure to drop us a line and we will get it on there as soon as possible. All right, let's get back to the episode now, already in progress. Welcome back to Elwood City Limits. This is our uh, Season 7 recap, and thank you very much uh, for joining us here. So Lucas has given his thoughts on Season 7, and before we get into my top five of the season, there's a couple of bits of housekeeping I want to do here. First of all, I want to say thanks so much to all of our patrons, both old and new, Uh, We really appreciate everything that they've done. And, of course, want to give them their shout-out. And if you'd like your own, all you have to do is become a patron. We've got people like Aaron DeFilippo, Caitlin Harrington, Chandler LeFave-Boten, Christine Wong, Christopher Ifill, Sierra S., Crescent Fresh, Dan Mike Dawson-Silva, Emily K, Froppy, Ian Collis, and Jake Bailey. There's Joe Sue, there's Birthday Boy, John DuLong, there's John Griswold, there's Kat and Kaylin Krogall, there's Kevin Noon, there's Leanne S, Light Relentless, Macy Ball, Riley Stevens, Ross Ward, Shayna Bennett, Stella, Teresa, and William. Thank you one and all. Hey, if you'd like me to add a little bit of flavor your announcement, whatever that may be, as long as it's appropriate, uh, well, you can let me know on our Patreon Discord, or you can message us on Patreon. Uh, There's also a couple of emails here over at elwoodcitylimits at gmail.com. I want to make sure to kind of talk about a couple of these before we we keep going here, and I hope you don't mind if if we're doing it while Lucas isn't present. First off, uh, totally forgot to acknowledge Joel for the very kind email that Joel sent a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Thank you. We received it, and I'm glad that you found the podcast. Thank you very much for listening. 
Uh, Dylan sent us an email about a story about a lady who is, what was it? What was it exactly? I'm actually just looking at the link right now here, uh, turning milk bags into mats for people in need. So we've still got milk bags on the brain. <laughs> so I appreciate you keeping us in mind for that. We also have an email here from a friend of mine, Jeff C., who uh, really appreciated the uh, Dad Drowned episode, which is a reference to Ben Drowned. Uh, we weren't trying to be flip about Arthur's dad dying. Uh, Jeff says, I thought, wow, I knew Arthur sometimes had special episodes, but this is dark. Thanks, Jeff. It's really, uh, really great that uh, you've been... Uh, uh, listening to us for a long time. Now, there's a couple of other emails here uh, from Lion Dog ZXA and from Matthew, uh, but I want to keep those in the queue for right now because I think Lucas will find them particularly interesting. But thank you, one and all. That's ElwoodCityLimits at gmail.com. If you have any extended thoughts on Season 7 that you'd like us to read, uh, since, since we'll be reading on the show, try and keep them brief if you can. But, of course, uh, lots of listeners like to send us in their top five of the season as we wrap this up. So, my top five of season seven. You know, it wasn't that easy. I feel like when we started it, we were not as up on season seven. I think Lucas kind of came around on it before I did, but it's really almost backloaded with the good episodes, I find. Uh, so let's start it off here. Number five for me is a tie. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of doing ties on lists, but this was really I couldn't, I couldn't pick which one I liked better, and I didn't want one of them to go. So, number five is between pick a car, any car, and Muffy goes Metropolitan. I wanted these both to be on the list for way different reasons. First of all, pick a car, any car. I was very entertained by. Uh, I also just think it's really novel that they had the car talk guys in there. I loved talking about that on the show. And I think that's just a really interesting curiosity um, to almost ha like have this proto podcast um, on the show. And I, I I appreciated as I as I talked about in the episode uh, are the kind of children's view of nostalgia, which is not something you necessarily think about uh, kids being nostalgic for something. So I thought that that was a very entertaining episode and very interesting to think about and talk about. Muffy Goes Metropolitan, the first Muffy episode that I think we've both really enjoyed. And it was because we are at the point where the joke can be on Muffy. And I think we're okay with that. Muffy as a character can take a little bit of a, of a ribbing now and then. And she's totally fine for it. Um, I really, really liked her interacting with her, the clash of her idea of Crown City versus what it actually is. And I thought that they actually represented this type of a big city that has a vibrant cultural life quite well. Um, I know that we have some uh, listeners who live in places like Crown City, so you would might have to either challenge me or back me up on that. But and, and and I also appreciated that by the end, like she wasn't a complete stick in the mud. She 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 can have her mind change. She's not a static character. She just is sometimes, depending on how the episode needs her. Muffy's like a like a like a spice. You can't you can't have too much of her, or else you get sick of her. Uh, but if you use her in the right way. It's really memorable. So I wanted to shout that out as well because a good Muffy episode is hard to find. Number four, it's Waiting to Go. Uh, the highest ranking quote-unquote binky episode on my list this year. 
this season, I should say. Uh, Waiting to go. It's just a really interesting bottle episode. And I don't know. I just, I really appreciate it when the stakes feel high to the characters, but they're relatively low as far as it actually goes. Uh, Brain and Binky play off each other very well. to kind of a slobs versus snobs type of thing. And uh, I, I just thought this was very funny and memorable. Uh, it's It's got a bit of an unusual title, so it sticks in your head. And so I think that uh, I had a great time uh, just kind of watching that unfold. Number three, Buster's Amish Mismatch. Now, I, w- I didn't think this would actually place as high as it did. When I was going through it, I thought Waiting to Go would be at number three. But when I thought about it, I actually really appreciated Buster's Amish mis- Mismatch. First of all, it's how I learned about pretty much everything I know about the Amish, which is very little. But still, I think I think it's great when this children's cartoon takes the uh, uh, takes the opportunity to educate. And I think that they did a pretty good job of that indeed, at least to get it started. Um, I also think that this is something that is strangely applicable to real life these days. Um, where it, it is almost like cultural appropriation to a degree. It's... Um, taking the culture that isn't yours and then using it in a way that you communicate so that you don't fully understand uh, the values that go into it. Now, it's not it's not as loaded as cultural appropriation can be today because it is primarily, um, you know, quote-unquote white culture, so to say. Um, but... Yeah, I still think I still think it's an interesting way to have that conversation, especially with the how the episode ends up with Mrs. McGrady and Buster. And I also just really liked the jokes in this episode. I thought that it was funny. Buster's still very a very funny character, and it was just such a, such an odd thing for this character to go through to have an Amish phase. Uh, so yeah, it, again, very memorable for the right reasons, I'd say, and uh, surprisingly uh, pretty applicable to life today. All right. Number two, so it might be a bit controversial, but number two is April 9th. It's not number one, even though I know that for some people, April 9th will be the top spot. Um, so, and you may be able to guess what's at number one, but April 9th, I think, was a big success in a lot of ways. It is one of the most memorable Arthur episodes, and I'd say more memorable than what I have at number one. Uh, it was one of the two-part episodes, and it's funny how... When you watch it, I really thought that it was going to be more um, obvious that it was a 9-11 parallel. But I really had to dig for that. I had to look up and say, like, oh, like, information after the fact that there was a response to 9-11. Because it's more interested. It's not interested in talking about that event specifically. It's more interested in dealing with trauma. And I think this is a very... Uh, realistic way to portray it and it doesn't talk down to kids. In fact, it presents it at their level. Understanding that sometimes when you see an event that's as scary as this, it can you can treat it differently and none of those ways are bad. We all have different ways to process really scary things in our lives. And I think that that's a point that some adult shows have a hard time communicating. Uh, So I think it did very well. It was entertaining all the way through the only reason it's not number one is because I feel that when we were talking about it in the episode, there were a couple of things that kind of didn't like didn't rub me the right way. I felt like things either wrapped up too fast or we didn't um, 
you know, we didn't spend as much time on one character as on another. So I think there could have been a little bit of improvement made, but not much. I think the only way you could have improved this is maybe if you made it like an hour long special. Um, but that's, that's, that's about it. Like I, I think that that, uh, I think that it did very, very well in its role. And, uh, number two is by no means a bad spot because I, I just happen to like number one a little bit more. And that would be number one of season seven, Elwood city turns 100. This was, it's a bit more of a joyous episode. It's there. The stakes aren't quite as high, but it's a really great celebration of Arthur and Elwood city. It's, it almost has, it's, it's masquerading as it's the 100th episode of Arthur. So it's cool that they got to that point in the first place. And then you have this kind of celebration of the city that also doubles as a celebration of the show because you have all of the characters doing things that are appropriate for them from Francine to Muffy to Brain to Fern to Arthur and Buster. It seems like everybody has something to do and it's all very entertaining. You see the ca- the guest cameos and uh, the the songs I actually quite enjoyed as well. Uh, I'm thinking of the Green-Tailed Grebe one right now. Uh yeah, no, it's just I, I I just think it's really fun and it's one of the best Arthur episodes for a reason. I think both it and April 9th are two of the best Arthur episodes I've ever seen. Um so it's funny that Elwood City Turns 100 doesn't get the recognition that April 9th does cuz I think it's it's just a little bit better in my opinion. But both great episodes, and it's been a really fun season. We have had some not great episodes. We've had some meh episodes, but I'm still really enjoying where we're at with Arthur, and uh, I'm looking to enjoy it more because when we get into season eight, this is the last season where I was watching as a kid. Once we get past season eight, I'm completely, I'm flying completely blind. Like we could be doing anything at this point, and I have to be like, okay, I gotta trust you. So that's an interesting position to be in. And I'm really looking forward to going through it with you guys. And that's my thoughts on Season 7. Thank you so much for joining us for the journey through it. And I'm really excited to go through Season 8 and to fully cover my entire childhood with Arthur. Uh, So, what's coming up next for Elwood City Limits? Well, we're not going to have a proper episode for a couple of weeks, which is why I answered emails this time around. Next week, I'm going to count that. I I always kind of forget the date. I think it's actually around when this episode comes out this week. But I'm going to count it as next week, as our three-year anniversary. And we it means so much to Lucas and I that we've met so many of you that we've been a part of your lives in a way. So as a recognition of that, as a way to say thank you to everybody, if you're a patron or if you're not a patron, if you voted for us for Best of Halifax or if you haven't, if you've supported us from the very beginning or just found us, we wanted to do something special for you. We're going to do a full-length commentary. Now, normally, the way that we do this is that we put one up on SoundCloud.com slash Elwood City Limits, which used to be our old host before we moved to Libsyn. And then the old commentary would go to Patreon, and then the new commentary would go up on there. But then Lucas said to me, you know, the commentaries aren't that much longer than an episode. Why don't we just upload that onto the main feed? And I said, this is why I, this is why I have you as a co-host. He's sometimes he's uh, quite a bit smarter than I am. Uh, so t- to take Lucas's advice, it will be available for free next week, our full-length commentary of the 2006 Arthur CGI movie, Arthur's Missing Pal. 
it's uh it's a doozy and i would say don't watch this movie without friends or without a commentary track and we are we are your friends so uh <laughs> seek out the movie listen to lucas and i riff on this movie for a, it's about an hour long and uh yeah, I also have a surprise for Lucas there that I'll share with you as well. Patrons first and then everybody else. But that will be free. Uh, I also recommend that in the next week between this episode and the commentary that you go to soundcloud.com slash Limits if you want to listen for free to our full-length commentary of Arthur. It's only rock and roll. You have one more week to do that. As of next Friday, that commentary goes behind the Patreon paywall, which I remind you is only a dollar only a dollar a month or whatever you want to pay. But that will be Patreon exclusive as well as our uh, commentary on Arthur's Perfect Christmas, which is already behind the Patreon paywall. Uh, but you will have Arthur's Missing Pal, the full-length commentary, coming at you next week as a thank you for everything that you've done because without you... There is no us. We are a listeners. We are brought to you by listeners just like you, and we continue to be, and we never want to forget that. Then that's going to be next week. Two weeks from now, I'm going to be sitting down with a friend of the show, DJ Bob, and we're going to be talking about the final Arthur album, the final Arthur music album, Arthur's Really Rockin' Music Mix. This is the first time I've ever heard this. I have no idea what to expect. It seems to be all original songs. Bob's pretty excited to talk about it with me, and uh, I'm interested to see what's in store. So that's going to be coming at you near the end of the month, right around my birthday. And then once we get into September, we're going to be hitting the ground running with Season 8. I will remind you that the episodes will be Dear Adil and Bitsy's Breakup if you want to keep watching the show along with us or uh, if you just like listening to the episodes. That's cool, too. Thanks so much, everybody. Uh, Really can't wait to enter into Season 8 with you, but we've got some great content coming for you as well. For now, I'll just say, for Lucas Mancini, my name is Will Young. That's Elwood City Limits. That's Arthur Season 7. We will see you in Season 8. And because I didn't say it on the commentary, thank you for three years of Elwood City Limits. Love yous. <laughs>